Hey guys. Hey everybody. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chase. And this is... Crime with a K. Welcome back. We hope you liked the little switch up from the last episode. Witcha, witcha. Yeah. Chiseled Chase took oh, the God. mic. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Now I'm known as Chiseled Chase, I guess. No, but if you want to hear Chase do another episode, definitely let us know because I thought he did really well. Yeah, I had fun. It was cool. I, my mom said I sounded confident, so <laughs> can't tell me nothing. <laughs> but yeah. It was fun. I had a good time. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed letting y'all know about the inners of my neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. My dad was texting me about all types of info about how he rode the same neighborhood and went to the same Seven Eleven. Yeah. So. So hopefully they can solve that because that is a really sad one. Yeah. But we'll keep you updated. Hopefully we'll find something soon. Yeah. Okay. So with that being said, let's jump right into coffee of the day. Coffee of the day. Here we go. Watch out, everybody. Hosty <laughs> might punch me in the face just by talking okay. about it. <laughs> to sum it up, uh, what I said to Chase yesterday was I paid $23 just to piss myself off. Because- <laughs> I thought it wasn't that bad, but man, we came home and she was, I mean, it pissed her off until about two o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, <laughs> I didn't get my coffee for that long. Good. Okay, honestly, I sound like a brat. Okay, I sound no, like a brat. No, she's not wrong. I mean, the coffee place, the aesthetic, very cute, very cool. The coffee options, I mean, were pretty broad. I mean, they were pretty good. I liked it. They gave you good cilantro. Like, the food, very, very, very weird, okay. very unique. I'll say, Chase is saying it's so kind. He's like, this is where the north and south really comes out in us. Like, he's, like, being really kind. And I'm like, no, the coffee was shitty. <laughs> shitty coffee. I liked my coffee. <laughs> she did not like her coffee. So, it was, like Chase said, the aesthetic was really pretty. It was really nice. It was vibey. I posted on the Instagram. I posted on my own personal Instagram too. It was wicked pretty. But the the coffees, like I am an old soul when it comes to coffee. I like my coffee to taste like coffee. I don't want it to be frou-frou. I don't want it to be kind of, you know, like hip and trendy. I just want it to be a cup of coffee. And like now at that one, it was very frou-frou. The flavors were frou-frou. The syrup was She frou-frou. says that as she drinks. I like my double deep dark chocolate with my, my minty deep. peppermint cocoa okay. cream. But but the difference is, the difference is I get the flavored beans. This is like uh, they do those like crazy syrups that like. It was pretty crazy. Honestly, my coffee was good. The food was just. Well, no, honestly, it wasn't even the coffee and the food. It was the wait time. Yeah. We waited 45 minutes. 
And that is so bad for like coffee because we were like, oh, we'll go grab a coffee and then we'll do our grocery shopping. And like it turned into like an hour and a half excursion alone because we were like, when we got there, we're like, oh, well, let's just grab something to eat too. I don't know. And there like weren't that many people waiting. And then Chase only took two bites of the sandwich because we split something. And he's like, this is just a little bit too frou-frou for me woo woo like whatever how do you say woo? i don't know it's just like very unique it had too many flavors in my to like my taste um and yeah the wait time was very long yeah very long it was very long so the but the like i'll put a positive spin on it (laughs) if she can now that like yeah if i can the way that chase said it was like he goes because i was like what the fuck like why is this taking so long this is so annoying like we have things to do like then the the Boston came out at me and Chase was like, you know, you know what? This would be a really good place for somebody who's going on a first date where they need a lot of time. They don't want to rush. And I was like, well, that's not you and I. So <laughs> we need to get out of here. Yeah, she really was mad until like three o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon. I didn't even drink the coffee out of Oh, like, I know. Spite. She was so mad. I honestly liked my coffee, but yeah, it really did just take way too long. It just took way too long. Yeah. And I don't like, I don't like coming on here and like, well, and it was just a, it was a coffee. Like I didn't right. ask, I didn't ask for you to do a backflip and like balance it on one hand while you did it. But right. So and but like okay, on top of that, like let's just go because like I don't want people being like you're shitting. On <laughs> I know. You're I'm sorry. shitting we on a small so business. I know. Yeah, but it was cute. It was cute. So I'm sorry. I just feel like an asshole. Yeah, we really just destroyed them. Sorry. I like hate being negative, but like it wasn't good. I mean, if the service was better, it'd probably be better. Honestly, I um. think Kelsey just had a bad taste <laughs> in her mouth. She is hostile. It was grumpy. She was grumpy. <laughs> okay. All right, let's get to the actual podcast now. Yeah. Oh well, actually, we didn't tell her what kind of coffee we got. Oh yeah. <laughs> you were just more pissed that you wanted to tell them why we hated it so much. <laughs> Coffee of the day, shit. Mm, Coffee of the day, dog water, as Chase would say. Move on. Actually, no, I got a, I think, latte with caramel in it. It's pretty all right. It's what it gets every time. Yep, easy peasy. And I got a cold brew with white mocha. (sighs) Yeah. That's all I'm saying about it. Okay. Podcast episode time. Jumping into the case. Jumping into the case because we need some positivity. Well, actually, probably not positivity. No, no, honest. This is a good, this is a happy ending. Oh. So, yeah, I wanted a twisty turny one this week. I was like, you know what? Give me something that I won't ever guess. Give me something good, but (laughs) twisty. Give me a good one. All right. And. Chase has been saying he kind of wants a happy ending. So I was like, oh, this is interesting. And it is. It's an interesting one. So well, cool. Let's hear it. It was December 15th, 1997 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So 10 days before Christmas. Oh, holly jolly. I love Christmas. Such a good time. And Luz Cuevas was at home with her two sons and 10 day old baby girl, Delamar. It was your average night with Delamar peacefully sleeping in her crib. And Delamar's father, Pedro, was outside with his cousin, Carolyn. He was fixing the brakes on Carolyn's car, and Luz had actually just put Delamar down for the night and came back downstairs to chat with Carolyn and Pedro, as this was the first time she was ever actually meeting Carolyn. So the two of them were getting to know each other, and Carolyn lived nearby, and she also recently had had a baby. So the two of them were bonding over their new babies and just getting to know one another. All of a sudden, 
There was what sounded like an explosion upstairs and smoke started pouring down the stairs and throughout the house. Luz immediately realizes that the house has caught on fire, so she sprints upstairs to save her baby and notices that the fire is actually coming from Delamar's room. Oh my god, I would be so terrified. Well, Luz was fighting to get into her baby's room, but she couldn't as she had already had third degree burns on her face and was inhaling so much smoke. Oh my god. Yeah. So Luz is screaming for help as she couldn't get to her daughter, but she was able to get her two boys and get them out of the house. A neighbor sees what's happening and he runs in to help to try and save Delamar, but as he gets into the house and goes up the stairs, he's also pushed back outside from the smoke and the heat. He said that he could hear the baby crying. By then, the fire department had shown up and was able to put out the fire in 15 minutes. The fire department went into the house to find the cause of the fire and said that an overheated extension cord from a space heater was what caused that fire in Delamar's room. What? But an explosion? My God. Then they shared that sadly, 10-day-old Delamar didn't make it. How'd the mom survive? The mom? Mm -hmm. Because she ran up and then had to run out. Oh, I thought she stayed up there. No, she had run up into the room oh, and, and was trying to get, and, and it was so hot, and she was she had burns on her face, and she couldn't breathe because the smoke, so she was like, I can't get to you. Third degree burns on her face already. Yeah. Oh my God, that is so hot. Yep. Firefighters searched Delamar's room twice, but they couldn't find her or any of her remains. What? So they believed that she had been incinerated, oh, which true. apparently, being a newborn baby, they don't have like hard bones yet. They yeah. just have a lot of cartilage. So that's what would happen and then their remains wouldn't be like ours they would just pretty much vaporize oh that's so sad yeah like chase just said it's so beyond horrifying and heartbreaking as an as a new mom and a new parent you're like well she had two boys right yeah okay. but to it but a new mom oh to i'm a not saying baby. I'm just, yeah it wasn't her first but yeah that's so sad also their baby's lungs are very weak so babies would probably pass out before burning to death and firefighters also learned that the fire was really only contained to delamar's bedroom Luz is completely devastated, but she's also extremely confused, and she tells firefighters that that's not true, that Delamar didn't just perish in this fire and suddenly couldn't be found. What? Luz says that she did actually make it all the way up to Delamar's crib, but she wasn't in there. She couldn't find her, so she couldn't save her, and she noticed that the window to the bedroom was open. Lou said she never would have opened this window because it was a December night in Philadelphia, and this is a brand new baby. Whoa, okay. Get a little twisty turny. A little twisty turny. Luz tells investigators that her baby was stolen and that this entire thing was set up, but firefighters wrote it off as nerves and that she was just extremely distraught and trying to make up a solution for what had happened. There was a big language barrier between Luz and the firefighters as well, as Luz really only spoke Spanish. And there was only one firefighter on the force that night who spoke Spanish. So the two of them were the ones going back and forth doing the communicating, but obviously he's like being pulled into other things, so he can't be around her all yeah, the time to I talk. I mean, obviously, yeah, one communicator would not make it easy on an entire police force. Right. Reportedly, Luz had to repeat herself over and over and over and over again, which became extremely frustrating for both her and the fire department, and what she was saying ended up getting lost in translation, and her concerns about the baby went unheard and unreported. I honestly can relate. I can relate. I'm not kidding. Yeah. It is so hard sometimes to understand my work, like my guys and my crew guys. Cause like, I honestly, like they're trying their hardest to tell me and I honestly just cannot understand what they're saying. And especially if you're frantic and emotional, Yeah, I'm not gonna, it's hard. 
Especially well, it's hard when they're for pissed both off of at me, you. Yeah. And they're screaming at me. Yeah. And I have no idea how to go. Like, I don't know what you're saying. Well, and it's frustrating for you and it's frustrating for them because they're trying their hardest and you're, you're trying, trying your yeah, hardest. Yeah, you're trying yeah, it's your hardest. Hard. It's like basically talking to a wall. It's hard sometimes. It's it's not easy, mm-hmm. especially when you're both frantic. Luz went to hire an attorney to go after the fire department and work with law enforcement to find out what had happened to her baby. But unfortunately, she had to let go of the entire thing when she learned that an attorney had a fee of $100 an hour. Oh my gosh. Okay. Once this happened, Luz realized she was going to have to let go of the entire thing and move on because there were no signs of foul play or arson. So there really wasn't anything for the police to go after or truly believe that that's what happened. That's sad. In 1999, Luz and Pedro had a baby, a son named Samuel, but Luz was really struggling with Delamar's death and the depression and the loss of their baby put a big strain on their relationship, so the two ended up getting divorced in 2002. That's even worse. That's even more. That's sad. I know. Hmm. And that's like, I think it's, I I don't know if this is for certain, but I, I feel like I saw a statistic that parents that go through loss a lot of times don't make it out because it does put such a strain on the relationship. Like your heart. And like, yeah. yeah, your heart's broken. Which is so sad because not only do you lose a baby, but you lose the person that you loved. Well, and, and it's a different type of with. heartbreak too because it's like, yeah, I mean like, it's not loss. a breakup. Yeah. That's like, you lose your child. There is no like bringing that back. I know. So you, I don't know how you were like repair your, your heart to that. No. Six years later, on January 24th, 2004, Luz and her family are invited to a relative's house for a birthday party. This is where Luz saw Carolyn, Pedro's cousin, for the first time since the night of the fire, and she meets her daughter, Aaliyah. Luz is immediately taken back at the sight of Aaliyah because she looked very similar to her own children, to her three boys. Aaliyah was also the same age as what Luz's daughter Delamar would be, and when she smiled, she had the exact same dimple as her son's. They each only had one on the same side. So Luz was like, um, this is kind of funky. This is something's up. So Luz came up with a plan and told Aaliyah that she had gum stuck in her hair and needed to get it out. Ah. When Luz pulled out the quote gum, she pulled out several strands of hair and wrapped the hair in a napkin and stuck it in a plastic baggie. Damn, that was smart. Yeah. Luz came up with this plan on a whim because she saw one single show about getting DNA from hair and being able to identify someone from it. Good shit. Well, nice. From here, Luz wasn't really sure how to obtain a DNA test or know if she could even afford one, but she went to her state rep, NL Cruz, and told him the whole story start to finish about the fire. Carolyn and now this young girl looking exactly like her deceased daughter, the fire, the timeline, and at first, Cruz was pretty skeptical of the entire thing, and this is also a really big ethical issue to get involved in, because if it turns out not to be true... Oh, I know. It'd be so bad, because then you put that child through, like, some trauma. That trauma, he's your state rep, so his political career would be over. Oh, on Jeopardy, too, because you're traumatizing a mom in her child's life. And, yes. and and potentially ruining an entire over family. a police yeah. report that showed that it was a that like she did, got is like basically burned in the fire right. and this woman mm-hmm. is not telling the truth eventually he agreed and contacted the district attorney's office to open up an investigation and Cru- balls mm-hmm. he's got some balls but i like it Already, he was asked what made him come around and begin to believe Luz, and he said that, quote, a mother's intuition can never be wrong. Oh, well, good for you, man, but I think you still got a little lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Well, be honest. Should have played the lottery that day. Yeah, well, yeah, you should have. You played with his kahunas. Investigators asked Luz to make a statement, and then they reached out to Carolyn for a photo of Aaliyah, 
Carolyn sent a photo back to investigators of a little girl, but the girl in the photo was not Aaliyah. She submitted a picture of a girl who looked nothing like Luz or her children. What? When investigators went to take Aaliyah's DNA, the person taking the DNA from the little girl told the state and investigators that when she went to take the DNA, Carolyn sprayed something in Aaliyah's mouth and told her, don't swallow it. What? What does that mean? Oh, I'm excited. Do you know what it means? Are you going to tell me? Well, she... So, Carolyn was in there with the daughter. Yeah. And the... And the DNA swabber went to go swab it. Yeah, but what do you mean? Yeah, so what's so that? So she put sprayed like a coating and was like, don't swallow it till they're done doing oh, your God. mouth. We don't know what it was that Carolyn sprayed in there. If I had to guess, it would be like Lysol or like a mouthwash type of thing. But Carolyn says that she believed that this would make it unable to detect any DNA in the mouth. Like she thought it was like a shield like yeah, for the worry. DNA. I've never heard anything like that. No one has because it's there's nothing like that. Yeah, very good. Obviously, that didn't work, and criminal Carolyn isn't too good at her side hustle. So while the DNA results were pending, Aaliyah was put into foster care until the results came back. Okay, that's even worse. I know. The results came back, and it was confirmed that Aaliyah was, in fact, Delamar Vera. What the heck? So she's alive. Yeah, I mean, that's good. Well, yeah. Oh, well, okay. I forgot about that aspect. But. Yeah, like a family who thought they lost their daughter six years ago. The daughter's actually alive. Yeah, but then my like happiness would turn into like okay bitch like what (laughs) give me my child back like the (laughs) fuck is your problem like i really would i'd be like ecstatic for probably like five minutes and then i'd be like just straight up pissed i don't think i'd be ecstatic i think i would just be angry i would be no i'd be like enraged like you made me think my daughter was dead my baby daughter and then you went around running around with her this whole time like uh uh-uh it would be like the cops would I'd, I'd go to jail i'm like damn because it would be like we'll celebrate later i'm gonna beat the living i'm gonna beat the fuck out of this woman <laughs> and then we'll hug <laughs> carolyn was immediately arrested and charged with arson kidnapping false imprisonment unlawful restraint conspiracy and hiding the whereabouts of a child when police went to arrest her carolyn was nowhere to be found And so with that, the media had basically taken the story and absolutely run with it. They released photos of Carolyn, photos of her car, photos of her house, talked about where she worked, pretty much everything about her. And because of this, Carolyn turned herself in because she was like, okay, honestly, yeah, like there's like nowhere I can hide. She's not that smart. Plastered all over everything. And then the judge set Carolyn's bond at $1 million. Oh, damn. Well, damn. Because she already fled. So they were like, bro, we know you're trying to run. again, yeah. During all of this, the state was making plans to reunite Delamar with her family, but because of how confusing and oh, traumatizing. Oh, that's got to be just so traumatizing. Yeah, because oh. now. Because then you're like, wait, now this is my mom? Yeah. Like, I, I loved this other woman. Mm-hmm. Weird. Oh, that's got to be awful. So there were child psychologists and doctors who were brought in to make sure that this was a very slow transition, but also a healthy transition that was understood and peaceful for everyone. They started with supervised visits requesting that Luz and Pedro call her Aaliyah, since that was the only name that she'd known at that point. And at their first visit, Luz and Pedro went to a government building in order to meet Delamar. And when they walked in, Delamar was hiding underneath a table. So Luz was immediately like, oh my God, she's terrified. This is way too much for her. She doesn't want to meet us. But when she walked in, Delamar jumped out and yelled, surprise, and was wicked happy and smiley. I know. And so after many months of unsupervised or supervised visitations, Luz gets full custody and Pedro got visitation rights. Oh, that's so cute. The visitation process took about four months 
A few days after the initial visit, Delamar went home to have a visit with the entire family because she has three brothers. And then by April, she was living at her new home with Luz and was attending her new school. Oh, yay. That makes me happy. So now we're going to jump into Carolyn. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Roller coaster. (laughs) So Carolyn was married to a man named Anthony. And the two of them were married for 10 years and they had three kids together. Carolyn allegedly had her tubes tied in 1990 after giving birth to her third child. And then her and Anthony ended up getting divorced in 1996. They didn't say why, but I think when we learn the next several things, you'll be like, oh, I mean, that's literally not shocking. Okay. This is when Carolyn took a job at a medical office as a billing clerk. And during her time there, she began routinely stealing checks She wasn't very good at this, though, because she ended up overhearing that the medical office was hiring for a new billing clerk, so she knew that she was about to get fired. So Karen was like, oh, y'all are going to fire me? Well, I'm going to fire back by setting the entire building on fire. Oh, okay. That was her, like, go-to? Yeah, she was like, Hmm. I'm about to overreact and be dramatic. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm going to put on a show. (laughs) So it hasn't been confirmed if this was because she was trying to cover up what she had done with the checks or because she was angry at the company. I'm going to go with she's just like absolutely psychotic. But either way, in 1996, Carolyn was charged with aggravated arson and was arrested. The difference between aggravated arson and arson is that aggravated arson means that there are people in the building. Police also charged her with theft and fraud for the checks that she was sealing, and she received five years probation from all this. Five years probation, that's it? Yep. Oh my gosh. I'm going to say this right now, and I say this in every single episode, but you know what? It's fine. It's never just bad checks. If you know of anybody who's gone in trouble for bad checks, it's not just bad checks. Oh, well, luckily I don't know anybody. I don't either, but every single, like criminal that we talk about it's like and they were arrested for bad checks and i'm like right and then they went on to kill 40 people or well, and how did steal she someone's you know baby how she, like how did she set the place on fire it they didn't say oh so she just was like when <laughs> and then well i'm poof. assuming i'm assuming there was some um like this this wasn't the first time that she had set something on fire. Oh. This was like com- this was like common. So she gets like, mad and she just starts putting yeah, a blaze everywhere. She, okay. Yeah. Okay. So obviously that's a very light sentence for a pretty serious charge and people said that they think that this is because while waiting for her court date in 1997, according to Carolyn, she unexpectedly became pregnant. Huh? And remember, she has she her, her two tubes tubes. Tied. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And while tubal ligation is effective in preventing most pregnancies, it isn't an absolute. And an estimated one out of every 200 women will become pregnant after they have their tubes tied. And tubal ligation has a higher chance of an, eptop- an ectopic pregnancy than an actual pregnancy. I don't know if actual is the right word, but, but like... <laughs> yeah, you know, I have no clue, I, so yeah. I'm just going to go with you and say... You're killing it. Thank you. You're welcome. Carolyn told her then-boyfriend and father of the child, Andre Moore, that she was pregnant. On December 15th, 1997, Carolyn, who was 35 years old at this point, showed up at Andre's house the day of the fire with a newborn baby and told him that this was their baby that was born on December 12th. So three days earlier. Oh, that's today. Oh, my God. That is today. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so weird. Whoa. 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 Well, so the fire at Luz's house was December 15th. 
Okay. So Carolyn shows up at Andre's house, her boyfriend and baby daddy at the time. Yeah. And says, this is our baby. She was born three days ago on December 12th. Andre was kind of confused. I would have been a tad bit confused, just <laughs> a little bit. Carolyn was like, no, no, no. I had a home birth with my friends. Oh, mm-hmm. ma- okay. No worries then. Um, and Andre was pretty bummed because he was like really excited for this baby and was out buying things and tell every- telling everyone that he was going to be a father and was uh, really excited for the birth. So he was like, why didn't you call me? Or just, yeah, you know, tell me you're like, in labor. Labor doesn't really happen in a matter, in a matter of, of seconds. Yeah, so like know. I would have had time to stop by yeah. during this. Or, or, or yeah, even after. <laughs> Carolyn says, sorry, but like, why don't you keep the baby overnight so you guys can bond? She basically hands him the baby and she leaves for a few hours. What? Then she comes back. So how she wound up with Delamar, we are not... 100% certain, but sources say that Carolyn was at Pedro and Luz's house for Pedro to work on her car, which turned out to be fake. Her brakes didn't need any fixing. Carolyn left with Pedro to go to another cousin's house. When they left, Carolyn was like, oh, oops, I forgot my purse at your house. Pedro, you stay here. I'll just go back and get it. Carolyn goes back to the house and she tells Luz, hey, I forgot my purse. It was upstairs. This is when she goes upstairs starts the fire, opens the window, snuck Delamar out and dropped her off with Andre to bond, quote unquote, and then goes back to Pedro an hour and a half later and goes, oh, hey, by the way, your house is on fire. What? Yeah. Okay. That's kind of a lot. Yeah. I mean, a lot of twisty and turning. A lot of, and, and a lot of, fuck? it, a lot of like, th- um, people don't think she was working by herself because it's a lot of places it's to be. a lot of places to be and to start a fire, to get a baby out of the room, to like be back downstairs talking with Luz. Like, yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah. So there are reports that say Carolyn and Pedro never left the house to go to this other cousin's house. But either way, the sneaking around that Carolyn was doing is pretty much all the same. The house was also one of those houses that when you walk in, the stairs are right there. And then the kitchen and the living room are kind of towards the back of the house. So what she could have done is easily walked in and said, hey, I left my purse upstairs. If Luz was in the kitchen, yeah, she probably wouldn't have come out to get her. Mm-hmm. So then Carolyn could have darted upstairs, grabbed Delamar, started the fire, opened the door to make it look like somebody had come in or mm-hmm. opened the window and then dipped out back down the stairs running outside. Yeah. Still just a lot of work. It's a lot of, yeah. The cause of the fire was never determined because the fire department ruled the cause of the fire as an overheated extension cord. So there was no investigation that was ever done. And you can't go back on a fire. Damn, they're good on this extension cord excuse. They love that shit. In January of 1998, Andre and Carolyn filed for the birth certificate claiming a home birth. And as the attendant and witness, Carolyn put herself Oh, which I learned when I did research on this. It's not illegal to do that. You can list yourself as the witness. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Which like the only thing Carolyn's witnessing is a crime. It's a crime. (laughs) Andre and Carolyn broke up in 1999. Good. And Andre wanted more visitation rights, but Carolyn refused. 
This is when Andre got pissed and requested a paternity test on baby Aaliyah. Oh, shit. Carolyn was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And the test came back that Andre was not the father, which is not at all shocking because Carolyn isn't the mother either. So like, Yeah, so that would work. Andre, don't get FOMO. Yeah, don't get sad. <laughs> don't get sad. It's, it's okay. After the fire, Carolyn made it very clear to her entire family, as well as Pedro's, that she believed that her baby was stolen the night of the fire and that Carolyn was there that night. So this is when extended family started taking sides and then they began finding it really strange that Carolyn had just like now had this baby and being pregnant is a very like yeah how do you hard... not tie that together cuz there's like, like physical evidence yeah like how fucking like you got to be so like just can like I, I I don't you have to look over a lot yeah. of stuff to be like Huh, you randomly had a home birth with the guy that your apparently baby daddy was never even involved with and it was a home birth and it's like you look fine. Yeah. You don't look like you just had a baby. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. <laughs> the and, other baby's gone. And she had told the whole family that she had her tube tied, which like I know things happen with like there are those chances that miracle, things happen. There's a miracle, but not but when the two like not when a baby is uh, just gone appears, at the same time right. and then appears at the same time. Yeah. That doesn't work. I, I mean, yeah, the, you got to kind of like how I would definitely you and I are so good at that shit though. We would put that together in probably like 3 hours. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. We pay too much attention to other people's shit. Because we love tea. We would. I would literally get on. We would be on like Instagram or Facebook. Be like, oh my god, she has a baby. Yeah. And then we'd be like, wait, what? And then we would deep dive, and about two and a half hours later, we find out the whole uh, the whole thing. So a few of Pedro's cousins came forward as Aaliyah grew older and said that this kid actually looked exactly like Pedro, like splitting image of him. So then they became really confused how this baby could look so much like Pedro, but not have Pedro be his her biological father. Andre, however, was backing Carolyn up throughout this entire thing, saying, no, I saw her throughout her pregnancy, and she was very much pregnant. Carolyn's, what? Yeah, Carolyn's 17-year-old daughter, Angelica, also came out and said that Carolyn was pregnant and that she'd even met her new little sister three days before the fire even took place. She said the baby's she said the baby's appearance never changed before and after the fire, so it was the same baby. I think she's either backing her mom up or just her, to back her mom up, or she has days mixed or, up. Uh, yeah, and your mom can wear a fake baby thingy. I, I've seen those things. I think her timeline was confused, and authorities believe that her timeline was confused because she was only eleven oh, when this new baby came home, which is really young enough to confuse a situation. Babe, especially if you told me what we had for happen. dinner for like two days ago, I, I would. I could not tell you. So, like, I, I'm just like, I, I could not tell you. Right. And what happened yesterday. So, I don't, and you're 11 years old? Mm-hmm. No. And plus, like, yeah, mom's not that dumb. Moms can easily convince little kids if you just put, like, a fake baby th- bump mm-hmm. or something. Like, it's not hard. Shortly after 1999, Carolyn was arrested for fraud as she didn't report an income after getting a job and making any money. This wasn't the first time she'd done this, so she was a repeat offender. And other than her bad checks and her arson, everyone claimed that Carolyn was a really good mom. She also signed her up for shows, so she was a stage mom. And Delamar was in an episode of Blue's Clues, and she was in an ad for uh, Times Magazine. Okay. She wants her to be famous. But that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, so everyone, like, so what what snapped inside this woman? I think she was always bad. Oh, well. She just hit it well? Yeah. Oh. I mean, I don't think putting your kid on Blue's Clues makes you a good mom, but... It's just... not that. It's just like everyone around her said, like, 
Seems yeah, but like, but to like do that, and then all of a sudden, just be like, "Yep, that this is this is my new baby." But I also think too, it's like, did y'all really think she was a good mom? Because she set her office building on fire. Like yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. So what are these like weird little episodes? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's like weird, and they're like dramatic. <laughs> I mean, it's dramatic. <laughs> like, oh, you're gonna fire me? <laughs> okay. Like, oh my god. <laughs> Like you can write a nasty letter. You don't need to burn the place down. Go on Glassdoor and oh, leave yeah, a review. Yelp or yeah, something. Like, be like, this place sucks. But God, no, you, your first instinct was, I'm going to set this bitch on fire. Like, so, Carolyn made a... <laughs> Carolyn made a couple of claims, and they are quite horrifying. Carolyn says she took her newborn baby, which was Delamar... Over to Luz and Pedro's house, Carolyn told Luz that she was having some postpartum pain. So Luz gave her a painkiller, which pretty much made her all wacky. And she said she either then grabbed the wrong baby or was given, and she emphasizes the word given, the wrong baby, and then left. And that her baby was actually the one who died in the fire. What? Pedro and Luz both have come out and said, absolutely not. They said that she never had a baby with her that night, but Pedro does say that there was a car seat in the back of her car for a newborn baby. Oh my, I would be so effing mad if if they, if that lady had the audacity to turn around and try to make me yep. the person of interest and like the person that's guilty. Oh, see, that's why I'd have been like, you know, I should have killed this bitch the fa- second I found this out. Like, oh God. Another claim. Oh, I also have to put the disclaimer out there. I would not kill anybody. <laughs> I was, it was a joke. He wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm, I have a soft heart. <laughs> Just don't play with my ass. <laughs> he means that figuratively. <laughs> oh, God. Cut that. <laughs> we ain't doing that. We ain't doing no butt stuff. <laughs> no butt stuff. Another claim is that Pedro helped her commit the crime because Pedro never wanted baby Delamar. Carolyn says this because Pedro never signed Delamar's birth certificate, which seems kind of like, but Pedro has come out and said that he didn't know what they were asking him to do as he also spoke very little English. So he couldn't translate what he was being asked to sign at the hospital, which now makes more sense when you hear it with context because there wasn't a translator. I mean, I guess, but like... I mean, you were born. You have a birth certificate. I figure it. And an, like, I don't know. Is that not normal? And like, wherever you're, you're, he was from or anything? I don't know. The defense did try the insanity measure, saying that Carolyn du- did suffer from pseudosiasis, which is defined as false pregnancy, and it is a rare psycho somatic disorder characterized by the false but non-delusional belief of being pregnant, though based on a false belief. Pseudosiasis is associated with objective signs and symptoms of pregnancy, including distended abdomen, weight gain, sensation of fetal movement, breast changes, menstrual irregularities, and labor pains at the expected date of delivery. Pseudosiasis 
this word is actually messing up every other word that I'm trying to say right now. <laughs> you're focusing so damn hard on that one <laughs> word that you're like forgetting all the I others. I like can't even say like delivery. Pseudosiasis has become particularly rare in countries where individuals oh. have very easy access to pregnancy tests. So like. Yeah, because then, I mean, you can just easily can just take go. one and be like, okay, I'm, I'm not pregnant. I know I'm not. Yeah. yeah. So cases of pseudosiasis have decreased significantly in the United States, but remain really high in cultures where an individual's worth in society is highly associated with their ability to conceive. Although pseudosiasis can occur throughout an individual's lifetime, it is more common in individuals of childbearing age. Hmm. That's crazy. That is sad. Carolyn, between 1990 and 2004, claimed to be pregnant five to six times, but none of them were medically documented or resulted in a baby. She even took medical leave from work for maternity leave, but when she came back, she said the baby was stillborn and showed her co-workers photographs of it. She then told her co-workers that she kept the baby's ashes in the trunk of her car, so they were all very disturbed by this. What? If, and it sounds like Okay, how did no one think, red flag, baby. Come on, red flag that. That is weird. And it's sad if she's truly suffering from that. But then you go steal someone's baby, which not to give this away, we actually are going to be like, this is like the second case I'm covering. I didn't even know that's like the second case of somebody stealing somebody's baby, which then I went down this whole rabbit hole. I mean, it is sad, but it's just like babies getting stolen from the hospital all the time. It's more, it's sad for the person, but then it's like, if I would, if like, if a coworker came into my office and was like, yeah, I left my stillborn child in the backseat of my car and I just took. I don't know how many months of maternity leave. That's not something I would just brush off and be like, oh, okay, well, I'm glad you're back. Like, that would be something like, and then if all of a sudden a baby gets snatched up, I would be the first person to go to the police and be like, she left, this is not the first time something very weird has happened with her and like babies. And babies. Yeah. It's also interesting too, because from 1990 to 2004, because this happened in 1997, there had already been several instances of her saying that she's having a baby and then no baby's produced. Like, your family would know that. So it's kind of strange that they didn't go put the dots together. It is a little... But then again, it's like, maybe that's just like, no, that's not her. She wouldn't do that. She wouldn't do that, yeah. She she lost babies. She's not trying to steal babies. But But then again, I I don't know. I think there's a lot of... I think in both cases, in both stories you're saying, there's a lot of been like, okay, excuse me. (laughs) Yeah. Take the extra 10 seconds of cautionary thinking here. You'd rather... You'd rather try and get it wrong than not try and have it be right. Yeah, you just don't want to ruin like people's friendships. It's like the and ethical stuff. line. That but you, you can, I feel like there's just a little bit of digging you can do as a person. I know I'm just a little nosy, probably, but like I feel like there's a little bit of digging you can do in someone's life to just ask her questions that that she you know she probably wouldn't have good answers for. Mm-hmm. And you just I don't know, find something out because like an, another thing when like in today's society you see it like people just will kill their babies if they don't want it. I know. So it's like you could always just take the extra precaution and be like, am I working with a baby murderer or like a baby right. liar or now a baby snatcher? It's like just ask a couple questions. Baby verb. Yeah, just, just be a little nosy. Be nosy. The defense then tried the statute of limitations, saying that Luz and Pedro knew that Carolyn had Delamar and that the only reason Luz wanted her back is all of the success that Delamar was bringing to the family with her modeling and being on Blue's Clues. Carolyn said that Luz wanted Delamar back for the money that she was bringing in. And if this were true, 
Luz and Pedro really, if they really did give Carolyn the baby, that's still illegal. And the statute of limitations is five years. But that didn't matter because the judge jumped in and was like, um, bullshit. Yeah, his bullshit meter was going off. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to let you have your moment in court, but I already know how I'm ruling this. He just wants to hear what you, your dumbass yeah. is going to say. The arson charge was dropped, though, because arson does have a five-year statute on that, and they didn't have any evidence that Carolyn had actually started the fire, since, again, the fire department ruled it as the extension cord overheating. <laughs> These guys show up and go, extension cord. <laughs> yeah. All so right, let's wrap it up, boys. <laughs> if your house catches on fire and they say an overheated extension cord... Well, and I don't know what it is, if how it is with like fire departments, but I know with the police officers because I've had, there's been instances where I've like, like, I had a lady that I was working for at one time. She had someone break into her window and then like come into the house and like b- stole a couple things and then took off. The police department showed up, and you know that like the black fingerprint dust. Yeah, they don't clean up. Oh, I know. Once no, they they're don't. Done. No, they don't. Like they'll fingerprint your entire place and then just leave. And then leave. So you have to clean up all the stuff. Like I want, like the fire department. Like if they just show up, leave. oh, it's soaking, sopping wet, and everything's burned to ground. Okay, insurance will take care of it. Yes, from no, here. they don't. Cl- they Peace. don't clean up. I, and they do that with um a crime scene too. If somebody's like brutally murdered, the families have to go in and, and like call in like a biohazard. Or however you would handle oh that. Like God. the police go in and they adjust it and then they go, All right, we're done. So I'm saying so the fire guys show up, spray it with a bunch of water, go, extension cord, peace. Right. <laughs> and if they if they ruled it an extension cord, then the police wouldn't do No, anything. But yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. In two thousand five, Carolyn did surprisingly plead no contest to kidnapping and interference of child custody and conspiracy. She was sentenced to nine to thirty years in prison and was paroled in two thousand thirteen which to this day, she's still on parole and has moved back to New Jersey. Carolyn said that she apologized to the confusion to the families and the judge responded with telling her that she robbed a small girl of a very great deal. He then acknowledged that who, if anyone, helped Carolyn is still unknown as the investigators and the judge believe that she did have help. Apparently, Delamar was removed from the second story window and like I said in the beginning, Carolyn was said to be downstairs talking with Luz when they heard the bang. Investigators explored the idea that it was one of her sons, but there was no evidence to back that up, and the idea that Pedro helped her was completely shot down. Other people believe that she went upstairs, handed Delamar through the window to someone, and then went back downstairs and chatted with Luz while somebody else started the fire. So basically, these two stories are like almost identical. Yeah. Like, to a T almost. Luz wound up selling the story to Lifetime, and in 2008, Lifetime released, quote, Little Girl Lost, the Delamar Vera story, and Luz used this money to purchase a new house for her and her family, and Pedro and Luz sued Philadelphia's handling of the child's disappearance, stating that they were way too quick to conclude that Delamar had perished in a fire rather than have it be a staged kidnapping, as there were no remains. The fire department said that they did find ashes that resembled human ashes, but they came back to being ashes from a melted mattress. And cremation experts came out and said that human remains would only look like that if they had been in a fire for over an hour and the fire was hotter than a thousand degrees. This fire was put out in 15 minutes, and experts said firefighters should have known that, and they should have known that this fire never reached 1,000 degrees and was significantly under an hour. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of, like, they just were like, oh, in and out. Sorry, bye. 
This case was dismissed, though, because what the fire department didn't do wasn't actionable in court. So this means that it was way too broad or there wasn't enough evidence to indicate neglect and it was subjective to be objectively verified. Well, yeah, and like how do you, and how who do you like, I mean, like who do you blame? Right. Like There's, if, if the police chief or the head guy in your crew goes, no, that's okay. No one's going to question and you, you move on. And there's no crime scene anymore. There's no, it's all burnt. It's all, burnt. it's all gone. It's probably demolished so they can't yeah. go back. And, but, and if that woman's like, my child is up there, right? What are they gonna do? But they could have done a little better. That is the case of Delamar Vera. Yeah, I mean, it is sad if like people really are like that, like they have that type of mentality in life and like that type of stuff. But yeah, don't be snatching babies because if you snatch my baby, it ain't gonna be pretty. Well, okay, everybody. Anyways, we hope you liked this episode. But with that being said, we will see y'all on Monday. So make sure you download these episodes. It's been really helping us a lot, and it's super exciting. Um, She gets all excited. I do. It's my favorite thing. It is. She checks it first thing every morning. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at... Crime with a K. If you want to send us an email, you can send it to... Crime with a K at Gmail. And other than that... Have a great week. I love you. Bye. Bye.